three, two, one. Welcome to the System and Soul podcast, a place for founders and entrepreneurs to discover breakthrough in their business. I'm Benj Miller, fellow founder, business coach, and your host. This is your place to gain clarity and control as you lead through the challenges you face every day in your business. Running a business is just hard, so we're bringing you the conversations with people who are figuring it out, have figured it out, to help you find breakthrough. Welcome to the System and Soul podcast. System and Soul, welcome back. We've got Sean Castrina today. This man is a man of mystery, maybe the most interesting man in the world. He's started over 15 companies. He's got a podcast of his own called The 10-Minute Entrepreneur. You can check that out. He's written two books, The Greatest Entrepreneur in the World and Eight Unbreakable Rules for Business Startup Success. So super fun conversation coming your way today. Sean, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm glad to be here. So, Sean, as always, I warned you, I'm going to ask you, what's one super interesting thing that the world doesn't know about you? We can't find out by Googling. All right. I'm going to be 56 years old and I still have a six pack. I'm cut the F up. (laughs) That's impressive. There you go. That's not I know I joke with my son about, you know, Instagram, you know, and he goes, Dad, don't drop it. Because I work it out and I just tease him and I go, I'm 56 and I can still absolutely destroy you because <laughs> he was what, he's a wrestling coach uh, no. yeah um I, you know i i've never stopped working out i think like I, people always say like do you have some ridiculous diary to do this or do that i'm like i, I wrestled division one in college and played soccer and tennis and i just never stopped so like there was never a drop off so like my i don't think my body ever said change because I've done the same thing six days a week since I was a teenager. And so I don't think there's ever been like a shock to my, my body saying, okay, let's put on 20 pounds. Right. Or let's slow down. Like we can slow down, Yeah, slow down our metabolism and, and all that. I wonder if do you have any idea if that's affected like your energy as well. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I'm extremely high energy now when I was in my twenties and you know, 20 to 35, you know, I was a, you know, a rocket ship. I don't, I'm more strategic with my time now, but I, I know how to, because of being an athlete, I know how to be in peak when I need to be in peak, like Tony, which Tony Robbins would say, I mean, Tony can go a lot, but he also knows if you ever go to his event, he speaks one day, the next day he doesn't, you know, typically there's a video or something, you know, he, he knows even his limitations and, and I, I think he, he is, I've never seen any, I would say that like, if you jokingly, I'm, this is a joke, but if you, if you told me he was dipping his head in cocaine backstage, (laughs) I would get, and it came out on his eyebrows, I'd believe it because I've never seen anyone ever and i mean i'm an appreciator of just that ability to stand on he's a big guy 260 probably 270 six foot seven he's on stage six seven eight hours and i'm telling you the energy does not drop off yeah i've never seen anything like it just from a pure speaking standpoint i've I've never seen anybody go like he does to to not just maintain the energy but his cognitive function and empathy and interacting with people as he does that is just absolutely it's mesmerizing i I told my son after we saw him for one day i go you don't know how difficult it is what that guy just did 
I said, just to be on your feet for six to eight hours running around an auditorium, because he runs around the entire, like guys run around on stage, okay? You know, we, we, we love rock stars running around on stage. He runs around an entire stadium. Yeah. You know, he runs up the aisles and down and, and all the rest. And yeah, no, it's, it's a sight to behold. Unreal. So one of our themes coming into this new year is intentionality, which is a good time of year to have that. Yeah. You, you slipped in there. You're more intentional with your time now than you used to be. What does that look like for you? How are you thinking about that coming into 2023? Yeah. Some things that I've learned over the years is I, I'm very strategic with my time in that I don't have one of these never ending to do lists. Like I would have like in my twenties, because I, the best money you'll ever spend is the day you hire a personal assistant. That's free advice out there, whether it's virtual or whatever that may be the day you make that decision, I'm just telling you, you just doubled your time. So with that understanding that I, that I have that and understanding that even in my early twenties, I, I mowed my grass one time as an adult. One time, even when I didn't make money. And when my neighbor boy came over and said, I'll, I'll, I'll mow it for $5. I literally gave him my lawnmower and said, I'm investing in your lawnmower business. Don't ever bring this lawnmower back. Took him out my yard with, I took him out my yard with a little tape measure. I said, every time you see my grass hit about this height, you come over and mow it. And I paid him for a year of mowings that day. I gave him my lawnmower, yeah. paid him for a year and set the expectation being funny, but, uh, but the, oh, that's actually a hundred percent true story with my time. I, I know what, what I do that moves the needle. So I never go into a day with more than like five things, but what I do, nobody else can do. And nobody else can do it at the level I can do it within my team. I play a game of, you know, like let's like rummy, let's get rid of all the cards. Let's get, you know, let's get rid of, I don't need to have a lot of things in front of me. I need to have a few things in front of me. So I'm intentional with that. I'm intentional in that with regards to fitness. I know that there's a direct correlation between my energy level and how a body at rest stays at rest. Like, why do you feel like crap by the time New Year's hits? Why? You've been laying around for like five days, right? You got relatives over, you get out of your routine and you can't wait for them to leave. Why? So you typically can get back into your routine. So right, right. I'm very intentional with my, with my schedule. And then the last part of that is, is that, and I've been doing this for a while, and there's a book about it called the 12 week year. Basically you, you drop, you divide the year up into quarters and you treat yep. each quarter as if it's a year. And so I I'll go into like what I want May 1st to look like now, like, okay, I'm going to do this over the next three months. And I genuinely, genuinely work hard at making those three months, you know, what, what's a normal person would consider an effective year. Hey leader, did you know there's 261 business days in a year? And statistically, most business leaders are balancing about that many opportunities, issues, problems, bouncing around in their head at one time. So we created the261.com. Go there, put your email in, and we're gonna organize all those things and send you one daily email that's about this long. It's gonna take you about five seconds to read, but it's gonna remind you of that thing that you need to remember, or that thing you need to do or schedule as a leader to be who you want to be. Go check it out, sign up, follow along, see you there. I had a, uh, some, there's a guy in my peer group and he had just bought a new business and he spent a lot of time creating this like master year plan. And he sat down with, we have a mutual coach and the, the coach looks at it and goes, great. Can you do this in six weeks? And he goes, mm. you know, eyes get real big. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I never thought about it. And, and the answer was no, he couldn't do it in six yeah, weeks. Yeah. It was too extreme, but, um, he did it in a, he did it maybe in a quarter, like you're talking yeah. about just by he, saying, you know, what, what more is possible if we're strategic about what we want. And the big thing about a year is a year gives you so it gives you a, a few things. Number one is it allows you to delay, 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 because you always think you're going to get to it where yeah. I like doing a quarter because it, it creates a level of urgency. And, it, and even if you don't hit it perfectly, trust me when I tell you, when you divide your year up into quarters, you will have a three times more effective year than you would have by doing the, the one year method. Yeah. I think businesses, like the businesses we work with System and Soul, we teach the businesses to do that. I don't know if I've ever yeah. really thought about doing it on the personal level like that. Yeah, and I definitely so, do it. And, and an example of that would be like, like Andy Forsell does a 75 hard, a physical training program. Yep. to. Right. I think businesses should do that. Mm. You know, you can create it because I did I did this with my business. So, you know, I read it. I'm like, physically, I do most of what he says anyway. Right. So there wasn't anything earth shattering. And I've had Andy on the podcast that, that blew me. Away. I mean, I love it. And, and it would jar the nine out of 10 people system in yes. my yeah. world. You know, it was like, OK, yeah, I like that. That's great. But I'm, I'm doing it. But then it hit me. I'm like, well, what if I had the same 75 day improvement in my business? OK, we're going to do this many sales calls. We're going to do this level of follow up. OK, we're going to do this level of guys getting back to looking more neat and you know out in the field we're gonna you know so i took it and translated it over to the business i love that 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 and it, it almost makes um gamification might be too strong yeah, of a word but, but it, that's it, it did yeah it, yeah it's very similar that's that's really cool i love that idea i'm probably gonna steal it so thank you uh, don't so, worry i don't um, have anything original so it's all i'm just <laughs> it's a piece I, of everybody's i feel you uh, me too um so heading into this new year, tell me, tell me a couple of the top things that are on your mind that you're thinking about, you're passionate about, maybe, maybe things that are learned from the previous year, but where's your mind out? You know, again, you know, as you, you start getting over the age of 40, you start valuing time just a, a touch more and, try, and trying to be more strategic in it. I only focus on three goals a year. That's my one thing. I think that what I've learned is, is that it doesn't mean you only accomplish three things a year, but three things that... I'm really hyper focused on. Okay, that that's number one. Um, and it, next is is that what's the you know I always have that one thing that I I don't think you can visualize multiple things. Being an athlete, I use visualization and it works. For anybody out there who doesn't think it works, there's a reason why athletes do it. There, the reason why gymnasts and divers and people that have routine there is a reason why they do it. Trust me. Um, but I only visualize one thing every day. So there's only one superseding goal above all goals that I'm like, okay, this is the one that knocks down nine different mini goals. Yeah. And do your three objectives all align to that one thing that you're visualizing? And they don't. And that's the thing, because I have so many different things going on. There was a day when it did, but I'll go through them. So they're not like you know nuclear secrets. One is I founded the Weekend MBA, which is a huge entrepreneurship event. You know, this year we have Ed Milet as our keynote speaker, and, and it's like a list of who's who. Well, that's April 28th and 29th. So that is preeminent right now. Like, okay, there's other things I have, but there is like no need to focus because if I screw that up, I'm going to take a six or seven digit financial loss. 
If we do that at the level we can and we will, not only is it a financial win, it's a massive impactful win. It moves, you know, from an influence level, from a expanding my networking level. It, it, you know, it puts people in my phone that would, you know, that are amazing. Okay. Doing that one thing well. So that's number one. Okay. And that's the thing I'll visualize, you know, most of the year. Okay. Second, then, is I got to go to my business. I mean, what allows me to roll a, a you know a, a half million dollar dice to even start an event like that? What allowed me to do it? Never forget what feeds you. Yeah. Like I always say, like the weekend MBA, it teases me. It's fun. It's you know how can it not not be fun? But what has allowed me to have the credibility and the financial position to even be able to do that? Never forget what pays your bills. I, it doesn't because yeah. the things that you're doing, it's like being married for a while your relationship grows. Okay. There's the hot level, you know, when you're dating in the first couple of years, and then it, it, it goes through different phases. All of which are great. Doesn't diminish any of them. That's just reality. Yeah. Well, our businesses do the same thing. They, they do the same thing. So I, not to, so my core business isn't really a sexy business, but I make more money than the president and the vice president, and the secretary of state combined. So it, it's pretty, it's a pretty good gig. Um, so I, I always have that. There's got to be a goal on that core business. There has to be. And I have one goal. Generally, it has to be involving growth. If you're not growing, you're dying. So it's it's gro always growth oriented. And then third, I have one that's involved in my personal being, you know, as, as a person. I, I, you know, I'm a faith based guy. So I go to church, but so mine is, I want to start a golf league and this is where shocked everybody waiting to hear something really spiritual. Um, <laughs> we all have, we all have different gifts. Uh, let other people greet and do whatever they do. Um, I want to start a golf league. I play golf and I want to start a six week golf league, like right from the masters through like the beginning of June, six weeks. Cause men love to compete. Yeah. I'm not into like, I don't go in and shake hands. I don't really, I'm one of them. Like you'd think I was the least social person in the world, but I know the value of relationships. And I realize that me shaking your hand is not going to make us friends, right? Me following you, follow me up. We're not going to be friends. Everybody I love and care about. I actually talk to on my phone. I only text them to schedule a call. Hey, what are you doing? Let's chat, whatever, something like that. So I realized that relationally, my relationships started moving too far outside of my geographical area. Mm. In other words, they're my buddies from college and I, yeah. you know, I have the same friends for 35 years, but, but they're not physically here. You know, I can't do lunch with them. You know, I can't go play around the golf with them and, and all that. And I realized as I'm getting older, people that I was friends with here now that you're hitting 50 are moving away. And so like you kind of wake up one day and you're like, wow, I don't have my core buddies. Like I used to have guys I used to go to lunch with every day. And now I, I don't, I, I woke up and I, you know, during the pandemic, that's when it hits you, you know, cause I was busy then, but when I, I realized I go, man, I, I lack that social community. Just that my, mm -hmm. my high five club, my, Hey man, you wouldn't believe what happened yesterday group. You know, that, right. that, that group, I, I missed that group. And so I'm like, I, years ago, I started a softball team when I first moved to Charlottesville because I needed to make friends. Like, who better to do it than sports? So I, I started a softball team. Man, we won the league like every year. And I, I, I had most incredible friends for like 15 years. Then they all started moving away and retiring and whatever the case may be. So I was like, well, what am I good at? I'm good at starting something from nothing. What do I like? I love sports. I love competing. 
combine my two, you know, food groups. Yeah. And and I'll so that that's my 2023. I'm I want I'm going to start a golf league. Do it in the spring and do it in the fall. So it allows me to 12 weeks of interaction with people that are local because we get caught up in our oh well, I got this guy on my phone and I can talk to this. That's great. But can you go do lunch with them? Right. Can you do lunch with them? Can you go grab a breakfast or a coffee with them? Guess what? If you can't, you have a relationship and it's at a certain level, but we all need that physical proximity relationship. So I'm giving your audience. So these three probably tied into your first question as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I like how, um, I don't know if you're aware of this or this was intentional, but of your three things, one of them, something new, Yeah. two of them are something new, but yeah. the new business, the new thing, yeah. keep that, yeah. that entrepreneurial energy high. The, I love the idea of that second one's feed what feeds you. So how are yeah. we going to continue to grow that? I think, um, I, I had this conversation yesterday. I think you were saying there's always got to be a growth goal. I, I have one tiny asterisk exception yeah, to yeah. that. If the yeah. business isn't healthy, you got to get it healthy first. Uh, and I agree. Healthy. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would agree with that. I'd say this, guess what? If you're in a trauma situation, you better fix the trauma first, right? You can't get an exercise program if you just had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, if you're struggling with diabetes right now, type two diabetes, probably a weightlifting routine may not be the next thing you move into. Let's get that under control. I, I completely agree yeah. with you. Thankfully, my businesses are healthy, but oh, I like how you good. say that because you're, you're right about something. I want to kind of go back to that because I remember a time when my business wasn't healthy and we our our bottom line look good, but our culture sucked. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a culture guru, to be honest with you. I think it's a little bit of woo-woo. At the end of the day, if you're not making money, culture don't mean a thing, just so you know. But if you're making money and your culture sucks, they'll eventually merge. <laughs> so your yeah. money, you'll be making money. It'll eventually start, start getting it. But I think we get a little woo-woo early on. Early on businesses, I tell you, listen to me, you really need to make money because if you can't pay everybody on Friday, no matter how much they like you, they're going to leave. So For barring sure. that, but I, I, but I like what you're saying is that I, I'm very much in a growth mode now, but there was a, a time there when our culture was horrible. I literally woke up and didn't want to go to my own company to work. Yeah, yeah. And we, we gutted it like a fish. And I think it's like purging, you know, you cut your bushes back and then they come back and they bloom better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just saying that this morning, like our growth now is five, more than five times what it was then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the, it's in millions and millions, like a number, like I said, the number this morning to my wife and I was like, wow, I, this is even a number that surprises me. Right. Yeah. And most, I think that that's a very common part of the entrepreneurial story for the people that, that make it past, we have this whole thing, we call it the chasm, right? But once they make it past the chasm that you went through to gut it all, reinvent yeah. it, refigure it out, uh, that's what separates the people from, I have a lifestyle business for the rest of my life to I'm turning into the leader that this business needs and making it an actual business. Yeah, no, no question. And, and, and so, yeah, glad we got all that squared away because I agree with you completely. <laughs> I, I know your observation is 100% spot so on. Let me, let me dig into your golf thing because I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. I've got a group um, in, mm -hmm. my, in my phone. We call them the Wolf Pack. Um, okay. And so it's me and four other guys around. I realized the same thing you did. A lot of my friends were becoming geographically dispersed. 
Um, and I love them. My best friend lives yeah, like yeah. an hour away. But I don't have the people. Let's meet up for breakfast. Let's keep it yeah. regular. All of those things. So we we were, were intentional. One guy, I can't take credit, pulled this off. And um, we've got kids similar ages. So we see each other in community as well. So I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm on board. I want to know when you put together this in the golf oh, setting. Yeah. Is the intentionality just, hey, I'm going to get you know, literal miles with these guys walking courses and build that time? Or is there, is there something more to it? It's, this is how I figured if you've ever played a round of golf with somebody, you naturally talk, even if you play nine holes, nine holes is two hours. There's nothing we really did. Two hours would a, is a powerful amount of time because you're, yes. if you play golf, you don't have your cell phones on. If you do, you're going to realize you're going to be, nobody's going to want to play golf with you. So it naturally golf naturally creates a unique setting. No chick, no kids, no spouse, no phone. It's, Present. it's an, un, it, 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 you're absolutely dialed in. So I would argue that those two hours are like 20 hours in any other setting. The way I wanted to do it was, is that the way we'll do it is, is it's six weeks and I, I'm going to buy nine holes. I'm going to, my company is going to bankroll. We're going to buy nine holes. And so nine holes, four people, 36. So 36 golfers will be able to sign up each week. And you'll play with different people each week. Yeah. So over six weeks, you'll constantly rotate through. So at the end of it, you know, over six weeks, you play with six different, you know, you're going to have a chance to maybe interact with like 20, I don't know the exact math of it, but 24 people for two hours. And there's that natural gravitation. What you do with that, I'm a type of person, if I, I can tell within an hour, if I like you. Sure. You know, where the chemistry is right. And then, yeah, I, I, I'll be proactive. To me, I'm auditioning 24 people that might be somebody I want to go to lunch with. So I know what my reasoning is. So I'm just creating a, you know, a nice yeah. platform to where I can meet people that I haven't, you know, really haven't met. And and you know, I'm, I'd like to think over six weeks, if I connect with one or two, one, if I connect with one person of similar, I'm winning the game. I'm like, I'm, that would be great. And then do it again in the fall. And so I, I just think, I, you know, I, I like the, you know, the competition concept of it. You know, I'm going to, I have some great scoring method in my head. That's going to make it really, really fun that most people don't do real quick tip. Uh, my son's a, a, is a golf pro. So my, my daughter married well. Um, so everybody thinks they hit the ball longer than they, than they are. If you ever play golf, what'll frustrate you playing golf with new people is they suck. Yeah. No, that, that's it. Why? Everybody thinks it's easy. It is the hardest game in the world. There's a reason why Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and all these guys play golf. And when you watch the match, do you see how many times these guys shank the ball? Well, one yeah. shank is like a really big score deficit in real life. <laughs> Just so you know, you can't kind of like re-tee it up and it, it all goes well. So, so, so with that, you know, that, that whole com, you know, competitive side of it, I'm going to have everybody start from the ladies' tees. So when we start our first week, I'm going to say, listen, if you're great, you're going to work your way back to the big boy tees, but we're not going to start you at the big boy tees. So you're humiliated and embarrassed. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep you from embarrassing yourself. So we're going to start at the front tees. And then as your score hits a certain number, then you'll work your way back to the next level tees and next level tees. So within three weeks, by the third week, the really good guys will be at the back. The guys who aren't so good, they, they don't move at all and they're not embarrassed. They just didn't move and everybody's kind of used to it. So this is a crazy idea I had in my head, how to make it like more fun. Yeah, yeah. 
So that that's one of the little ways of doing it. And then each person scores and then they'll play with different people. And then at the end, their cumulative score. So an individual will win. It won't be a team. Whoever had, you know, and we'll kind of break it up into groups. So that I really, you can tell I've really played this thing through in my head quite a bit uh, on sure. making it to make it really fun. I, I watched the, you know, what it is I watched the father son golf event PNC with Tiger Woods and his son. And, um, and I always buy a lot of commercials for that for my company. And I realized like, if you ask these golfers, even when they play in the masters, like what is their favorite weekend? Barring being in their absolute prime of life of going for the masters, yeah. I would say every single one of them would say, no, nah, it's the weekend where I play with my son. I play with my daughter, um, play with my son-in-law. So and so I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to recreate this. So there's, there's a side effect to what you're doing that you didn't mention, but I, I'm going to bet is in the back yeah. of your head and I'm going to use a story to illustrate it. And I'm going to mess up the story with the details, but, um, there's, there's an organization called world 50 and they put together these peer groups that are the top, you know, the kind of fortune 50 companies. So they'll have a, a CTO group an HR group and this, the marketing group was meeting and the meeting was over the CEO CMO for Nike goes to get a cab back to the airport and the CMO from Apple walks out to get a cab back to the airport. They're like, why don't we share a cab in that ride between that meeting and the airport? Nike plus was born. You remember Nike plus? Yeah. That the collaboration between Apple and, and Nike. So like just you getting, those people together, you have no idea the magic that can happen from those people randomly meeting and spending two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's kind of my, you know, brainchild. And I feel like it has a social component of it. It just has, it, it's totally outside. I have plenty to do in business and yeah, whatever happens, but I love the idea that men typically bond better in competitive situations. Watch us go bowling and you'll know, watch men throw darts, watch men play cornhole. I mean, only men could come up with cornhole, right? Just play, just like it. We're going to lay a piece of board. We're going to cut a damn hole out of it, man. I'm going to grab something and throw it through it. Only guys can come up with that and make it competitive. That's yes. Yeah. My wife is as competitive as I am though. So she might, she might beg to differ. Yeah, she, yeah. She's rare. Um, yeah. That, that, I, and for all my female Olympic athletes in division ones, yes, you're very competitive. I don't doubt that, but guys, <laughs> we can get ridiculous. Sean, uh, what's, what's one more thing that's on your mind as you're heading into the new year, uh, heading into the new year. I, I you know, I just, I, I want to, um, grow well as I go grow older in that, you know, I want to constantly can, I, I'm, I want to keep learning. I want to keep getting better. I just, I don't want to ever reach a stalemate, a stall period. I, I meet so many people that just have nothing going on. Mm. You know, I, you meet them. I'm like, oh, you know, and, and they're getting, they're thinking about retirement. I, the word retirement is like a, I can't even word it. Retirement means to me that like you either are never did what you like doing you know, because great Warren Buffett's 90. I think he's going to be 91. Okay. I don't know if he works the same schedule he did, but I know he works. I'm not saying you got to do hundred percent of what you did. I'm not saying you got to work eight hours, but I always want to wake up with something that is productive. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very, very cognitive of, of my skills aging. Well, 
I'm very, very aware of doing things that I think I can do for 30 more years. I'm eliminating a lot of things that I think would, would affect my shelf life. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. The elimination part's huge too, because so yeah. often we, we keep adding, 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 and it's kind of like we talked about with the, the business, the pruning season is just as important because it sets up that room for growth. I just eliminated a th about a $400,000 income stream for our company at the end of the year that nobody probably would have. And I just met with my partners and I was like, guys, this is draining me. I don't like the people that we have currently doing it. I think we could reconfigure something else we have going on and, and, and make that income back to about 80%. But it was like, I, I just ran it through. I go like, I'm, it's, it's mentally exhausting. I don't need it personally. It's not going to like affect my living, my lifestyle that much. Yeah. I think we can better, we can do something better with the resources, but yeah, uh, typically you grow through elimination. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great reminder. Perfect for the intentionality of the season. Sean, uh, what's the number one way you'd want people to connect with you, follow you? Yeah, really simple. I mean, if you like a quick podcast where you really get a fast, you know, dose of energy and insight, the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast is, is definitely that. Um, but you can reach out to me on Instagram, you know, and, and that's an easy way. And, you know, seancastrina.com and my team will send you a free uh, ebook of one of my books. And good news is I'm actually up to four books. See my four PR books. agent, I need to update. He probably had the whole, yeah, since then I wrote um, The World's Greatest Business Plan, um, which is really good. My son wanted to start a company. So I tried to like break down how simple a business plan needs to be. Yeah. You know, I, so I bought him all these business plan books. Like from Amazon, I know I ordered the whole first page of Amazon. Seriously, just ordered the entire first page. They came to me and they were the most worthless pieces of things I could ever. Yeah. Like 350 pages. They were either way too exhaustive. They were fantasy world. Susie starts company A, B, and C. And by year two, she's donating half her profits away. And she's spending time doing yoga, meditation. and what. Yeah, okay. Fantasy world. So I sat down and started writing out like what, what a real life practical business plan looks like. So I wrote that. And then I recently just published developing the entrepreneur within, which is 365. I wrote it like a devotional book, everything I've learned. I'd always journaled it anyway. So I took yeah. my journals and then put it into 365, uh, days of learning, like every mistake I've ever made in business, you get it in like one page, like Wonderful. a little secret failure is best heard through a secondhand story. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper. And less painful. Yeah, a lot less painful. Yeah. Unfortunately, many of us don't have the capacity to learn that way. Yeah. So Instagram, seancastrina.com. And of course, um, you can go to the ten, you know, listen to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. Love it. Love your energy. Love the impact you're making in the world. Thanks for hanging out with us, Sean. I really appreciate it.